This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Aloha my kako, welcome to a new episode of What School You Went? We start every conversation with that question. I'm Ron Mizutani and today we're talking about Hawaii's dominance this year in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, where for a week and a half, no team came close to Hawaii. Hawaii won its fourth Little League World Series championship, including its second in four years. I'm pleased to welcome manager, coach, Gerald Ora to the program. Gerald is the manager of the Little League World Series champion. Gerald, mahalo nui for being here, for being here at PBS Hawaii. Welcome back home and uh, I just, I'm just tickled that you're here. Oh. Really, really grateful to you. Before we get started, before we get into the first pitch, what school you went? <laughs> I'm a proud graduate of Kailo High School, 86 grad. Oh, a surf rider. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I don't know why, but I thought you went to Kalaheo. So you're a Kailua boy. I'm a Kailua boy. Proud right. Kailua boy. You know. Corey Ishigo. You know, Corey's a little younger than us. Yeah. You know, actually growing up, I remember watching Corey as a, a, a baseball player. And mm-hmm. even back then, you could tell that kid had it. So, yeah. very happy for Corey, what he's done at yeah, Kailua He's High done School. great things at Kailua. Corey's a good guy. Yeah, very, very good yeah. guy. He does, he does, you know, for what, you know, growing up in Kailua and, you know, it's difficult, you know, yeah. going there. I mean, I was one of those kids that was very difficult. But I, I give him a lot of credit and respect for how he's handled those um, the kids and what he's been able to accomplish. You know, yeah. so, yeah, hats off to him. Yeah, the, the ugly white glasses, rim glasses that he wears. <laughs> I always tell him, lose that. Anyway, let's get let's get into this. Um, what a ride in 2022. Um, gosh, we could hear so many words. Of, this is the most the, the most dominant team in Little League World Series, or at least recent World Series history. But for yourself, has it has it sunk in yet? You know, it, it really hasn't yet. Still, you know, because it's it was such a you know. The way Little League runs these tournaments, you know, as soon as you're done, you know, the very next morning at, was it 3 o'clock in the morning, we, we, we left. You know, we didn't have time to really celebrate with our families, our parents. Uh, and, you know, once we arrived back home, which was great to, you know, come back home and very appreciative of all the people that met us and the, the mayor, uh, you know, at the airport. But it's just been nonstop. Life goes on. I have to go back work. You know, I have to pay my bills after <laughs> being gone for so long. Uh, so I really, had, really haven't had much time to really just kind of decompress and spend time with the players, the parents, the coaches, and just kind of, you know, kind of not reminisce, but just kind of talk about it or right. just relive it, you know. So, um, but I'm sure, you know, I, I still watch, you know, I'm, I'm finally able to watch some of the games, you know, so I'm enjoying myself watching these games. Uh, but I'm sure, you know, in time, you know, um, you know, it'll it'll hit. But right now, it's it's still it's, it seems like it's just a whirlwind still. Well, later on uh, today, you're gonna have a per- parade in your honor, uh, and public appearances have been, you know, at the UH football game last week. Uh, there've been countless, and and I know you you express gratitude. I want to go back to the tournament itself. You folks outscored your opponents in six games, all wins, obviously, sixty to five. Mm-hmm. Um, not only were it, was your pitching dominant, uh, but your hitters were just, I mean, people were just raving. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the West region was the most popular selling jersey. I mean, <laughs> you, your guys were like 
superstars. Mm -hmm. But that's that's coaching, that's that's preparation, that's parent obviously contributions. But why does Hawaii hitters do so well? You know, I, well, hats off first of all to my brother Keith and Coach Willis because they're they, they're basically they're in charge of the hitting. So, um, and hats off to my parents. You know, a lot of these kids obviously were coached by their fathers. You know, growing up, so that, that obviously makes our job a lot easier. And I think you know a lot of it was just that whole mentality. You know, I mean, everyone. You know, I was telling my brother and. Uh, Coach Willis, we're joking about it, that people see the end result, but they don't see the time, the effort, you know, the sacrifices that these kids made, you know, with the practices. And even one of the big things that we tell people that, you know, through from normally from August to about November, we don't play baseball, we just condition. And a lot of these kids came to our conditioning, um, you know, lessons at where the kids use learn how to use the bottom half of the body, do a lot of plyometrics, do a lot of medicine balls, building up their core muscles. And, and that's the thing that I think people didn't realize and understand that they didn't, um, you know, it didn't happen overnight. It was, a, it was a process that we started way back, you know, over a year ago. Um, but again, a credit to these kids. They worked hard at it. Um, you know, they continually, you know, was sometimes some of these kids struggled. And i give you an example, Koen Sakamoto. You know, prior to the World Series tournament, he was really struggling at the plate, but he continued to work on it. And guess, you know, at the World Series, he got hot. You know, he he, you know, he, he was he did an amazing job. You know, for us, and we were very, of course we were very happy for him. But I think people would be amazed. You know, um, that you know, how you know, the before how much he struggled, but yet he continued to work hard and just never gave up. And then, you know, again, I'm just very very happy for him that it, it you know everything kind of worked out at the World Series. Yeah, I, I, Sakamoto was amazing on the mound as well, and 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 gosh, I could go down the list of all the guys who stood out, uh, whether it was Lancaster, I mean Watson, I mean everybody had their moment. It mm -hmm. felt felt like, which is awesome, you know. Um, and for you as a manager, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you a tough question that I know you've been asked before, but some say this is the most dominant. Your 2018 team would say, ah, not so fast, <laughs> uh, not so fast. And then the ones before that as well. Um, we were blessed to have four world championships in, in, in the islands, but that 2018 was special too. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to always be forever grateful for that 2018 team, you know, just for us giving us that opportunity to, you know, finally make it to Williamsport. Um, and, yeah, they're, you know, those kids, big personalities, you know, yeah. big, big personalities, but yet they loved each other and they really played together as a team and they supported one another and, just have nothing great things to say about these kids. And, you know, you, you ask a question, you know, this because this happens a lot to, like, they ask which team is better. But, I, you know, be fortunate that I've been coaching such a long time. I, you know, and I just, I, I just saw Timo Donahue. He coached the 2008 uh, World Series Championship team. Um, and, you know, when me and my brother discussed it, we said, you know, of course, 2005, when Leighton Ali Alvaro had the West Oahu team that won the Little League World Series, forever going to be grateful for them because mm -hmm. they were the first to show it that, hey, this can be done. Yes. You know, um, you know so that's you know, one very special team. But that 2008 Little League team, that YPO team, yes. I don't think people realize how great that team was. Mm -hmm. You know, to my, in my opinion, not taking anything from 2018 or there's even the 2022 team, but to me, that 2008 YPO Little League team was probably one of the best Little League All-Star teams I have ever seen. You yeah. know, the scores may not have seen it, you know, um, uh, may, may be a, a good indicator of it, but just knowing from what I saw and what they went through and the teams they beat, you know, mm -hmm. you know, it's oh, 
hats off to Timo and that the coaching staff and those players, man. Yeah, really outstanding. Yeah, um, yeah. Timo, Timo is a, is, a, is a, one of the one of the best in the business. Yes, and definitely. And of course his sons and, and the whole Donahue family is yeah. reaped reached that uh, all of that hard work. You know, um, I mean, being on the road, people don't if you don't watch baseball. Or you just watch, oh, wow, look at Hawaii's doing great in the little, and that's awesome. Hey, the more people mm -hmm. come on to the, to the ride, the better. But those who are late to the party, if you will, they don't realize how much of a grind it is. It's yeah. not that you just show up at Williamsport. Yeah. I mean, you've gone through states, regionals, blah. It's a long haul. Yeah. It's a long road, not only for players, being away from school, coaches, parents. Some of them, like, you know, they didn't work for several mm -hmm. weeks. Um, <laughs> their their bosses had to be pretty generous, <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden you get hit with COVID. Mm. I mean, for your own self, talk about a grind. It just took a whole different turn, right? Oh yeah, you know that's a good term you say is grind. You know because it really is. You know it, it's for on everyone. You know and um, you know it's just it's a it's almost like a game of attrition. It's who can really last and who can keep their their energy and their you know their um, their spirits up and then. You know, even on the U.S. championship game, when we played Nolensville, Tennessee, you know, prior to the game, you know, we were sitting in the dugout and I was talking to Coach Willis and Coach, my brother Keith and I was said, you could tell our kids were kind of hitting that wall, you know, like, oh, this is, they were up, but they weren't that same spirited. You could tell they were just tired, you know. So we constantly told them, hey, you guys, this is it. You know, let's really got to dig deep, got to fight. You know, we got to fight through this, guys, you know. And credit them, you know, they, they got through it. And, you know, the next day, they, they definitely was more juiced up, you know, right. for the championship game. And um, But for myself, yeah, you know, just going, all that traveling, you know, you finally get to Williamsport, and then, bam, I got hit with COVID, you know. Um, you know of course, I was very sad and disappointed that it happened to me. But at the same time, I was very appreciative that it was me and not yeah. one of my kids, yes. you know. So that was a good thing. And and for me, I think it was a blessing in disguise because I needed, you know, all I did, all I could do was just sleep, you know, for the first couple of days and rest. You got and, it good? Yeah. You got it pretty good? Yeah, I had it pretty bad. Wow. It was, I mean, I was coughing up a storm, um, you know, and, it, and people talk, they talk about the brain fog thing. Yeah. I didn't realize I had it until I, when I, when I could just relax and I was trying to just read stuff or so just focus. I had a hard time focusing, you oh. know, and. Just staying away from the kids for that, you know, that time period gave me an opportunity to catch my breath, you know, for one thing, get some rest. Um, and at the same time, you know, really support the kids from a different, you know, different role. And we, we tell this to the kids a lot that, and then you mentioned this before, like how at different games, different kids stepped up, you know. And it's the same thing that, you know, as a coach, you know, I have to, you know, follow what I preach, you know, that. Hey, my role, my role changed, you know, that I couldn't be there with them on the field, but guess what? I'm going to be the biggest cheerleader on the side, you know. Good for you. Yeah, yeah so. that's empowering too, yeah? yeah. Trusting your, your staff. I mean, exactly. Pitch count, blah, blah, blah. A couple of my friends said, hey, what do you think? Gerald coaching from the hotel room. Uh, but no, you, you let the guys run the show and make the decisions. You know, what was one of the most gratifying moments for me was watching the game, you know, on TV and seeing Coach Willis at third base, who we've coached when he was 11 and 12, Seeing Coach Gavin at first base, who I coached since he was nine years old, I thought that was that put tied everything together in a sense that you know, as coaches, our job is also to give opportunities for these kids to do what you know if they decide to coach, you know, let them you know step you know get the responsibility. So I, that was 
that was probably one of the coolest moments seeing those yeah. two guys on the field. And have them mic'd up and still representing in such a classy yes. and, and positive way. You know, one of the th great things about you, Daryl, that I, I, I appreciated watching even in, in, in 18, 2018, is you used the reference, and, and they even said it during the broadcast, and I think the, the uh, Carl Ravage, they all love that. You, you, you always say, it's going to be a great day. Mm. Where did that come from? So this is a story that, you know, I, I actually read this story. It comes from Andy Lopez, who's actually the, he used to coach Pepperdine in Florida. Um, and he shares a story and it, it talks about, and he says it, um, Mickey Mantle. Of course, kids nowadays don't know who Mickey Mantle is. <laughs> but it's actually about a story about Mickey Mantle. And he shared that one day Mickey Mantle goes into the, uh, comes into the locker room and he tells his teammates, hey, today's going to be a great day. I'm going to go back 4 for 4 Game starts, Mickey Mantle goes up to the plate the first time, strikes out, comes back in the dugout, puts everything away, tells his teammates, hey, today's going to be a great day, I'm, I'm going to bat two for four. Um, next time he goes up to the plate, same thing, strikes out. Comes back, you know, at, at the plate, you know, says, hey, today's going to be a great day, you know, da-da-da. You know, so he goes all the way down to his last at-bat. You know, he's, he's, he didn't get on base yet. Final at-bat, goes up there, basically he doesn't get on base. So he comes back into the dugout, tells the teammates, hey, don't worry. Tomorrow's going to be a great day. I'm going to bat four for four. And so that's the story that we kind of tell the kids, that no matter what happens, that, you know, you can, you can strike out, you can make an error, um, but you always got to think, you know what, today's going to be a great day. Because why? Because the next ball that hit gets to me, I'm going to make the play. The next time I get up to the plate, I'm going to hit the ball. And we try to teach the kids to don't focus on the negative. Focus on things you want to happen. And that's why you constantly hear it from us, from the coaches, hey, Great day. What day is today? You know, we would constantly ask, what day is today? And they would say, great day, coach. And that's like our communication with each other saying that, yes, focus on what you want to happen. You know, no matter what, don't worry about it. It's going to be a great day. You know, and that could apply for just life, right? Yeah. And, and Lord knows we, we all have had our moments where we didn't think it was even going to be a great morning, <laughs> let alone a great day and a great life for some of us. Um, you know, your, your, uh, your coaching career, um, why Little League? I mean, why, why, why do you... I'm, I'm sure by now people have said, hey, Gerald, why don't you come help us at X school mm -hmm. or maybe even at the next level? I mean, mm -hmm. why Little League? You know, and you know, so, yeah, so just to give a background, so we did... I still coach... Um, on paper, I'm still coaching at St. Louis High School, um, but very difficult, obviously, because of my Little League uh, responsibilities. But one thing why we always coach Little League is because growing up myself, my brother Keith, my brother Donovan... You know, we didn't have much. You know, we were looking back and we were like, oh, we were pretty poor, in fact. Um, but I have nothing, my, me and my brothers have nothing but good memories about our experience with Little League. We had fantastic coaches that took care of us, you know, that picked us up from practices, took us back, um, you know. And it was just one of those ha moments that when I look back and when I was growing up that I always have, I have nothing but best memories and happy memories with Little League. And for us to coach now and, to kind of give back, obviously it's always about giving back. Um, it just, you know, it's our way, you know, of repaying our debt of gratitude to the coaches that helped us, you know, uh, took care of us. So, you know, and I'm very fortunate that I have a job that allows me to coach because obviously if I, if I didn't have a job that could <laughs> kind of work on my schedule, it'd be very difficult. And I have a wife that fully supports me what I do because it does take a lot of my, you know, my free time away. But... Definitely, you know, um, whether it's Little League or Cal Ripken or whatever, but coaching youth baseball, you know, for us is the most rewarding. High school is great, you know, don't get me wrong, 
Uh, but you know, they're at that in high school. They're at that age already. You, you know? know everything. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's a little bit more difficult yeah. to get that connection with those kids. Whereas when we get them at 10, 11, 12, they're way, they're, they're more open to it. And even the parents are more open to it. That's why, you know, and it's, I think that as for myself and my brother, especially, we, we feel that we can have a bigger impact at this younger age level. Okay. So I got to ask because it's, it's every coach experiences it. Um, and that's the overzealous parent. Mm. I call them coach dads and there's <laughs> coach moms as well. Uh, and I've been accused of being a coach dad myself. Um, how do you manage that? I mean, because every parent wants what's best for their child. Yes. Every parent wants them to be, you know, the starting pitcher or, you know, in the first nine. I mean, how mm. do you manage all of that, knowing the expectations and really, you know, the, the reality of of how a team is made up, especially when you have the League Series, World Series type of format where you have to play X amount of outs. Every pitcher, every batter rather has to bat player bats, pitch count, how do you manage the parents? You know, so one, one thing I do is, I, you know, I, I, one thing is to communicate very well with the parents. You know, I always have an open door policy with the parents that you can all, they can always call me, talk to me. Of course, don't talk to me during the game or immediately after the game or why your son didn't do this or do that. But one, I always have meetings with my parents, especially at the beginning of a season. Um, so one thing I always tell parents, like, and you mentioned it already, as parents, your job is to make sure you do what's best for your son. That I totally, fully support, you know. But I explained to the parents, though, as a coach, we have to do what's best for the team, you know. And the problem is going to arise is that when what you think is best for your son is no longer consistent what I think is best for the team, that's when we need to sit down and we need to dialogue, you know, and come to terms with that, whether it's, you know, accepting this role on our team or maybe this is, isn't the right fit for you. And... You know, I try to, and I'll be honest, I try to filter the um, parents out. And people always ask me, how do you get a good team? I said, first, you find good parents. That's the key. Yeah. You know, because, like, you know, Ron, it makes a big difference in uh, what kind of parents you have. And one thing we always stress to our uh, parents, as well as our kids, though, because, you know, kids are kids, too. They want to play. Um, but, you know, and I, I shared this quote, and I think it's from Winston Churchill. He said that, you know, you can do great, amazing, great things when you don't care who gets the credit for it. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I also explain to the parents because like I said, like playing time, that even though your son may not be the starting pitcher or the starting shortstop or, you know, number three, four, five batter and so forth, um, doesn't matter. You know, as coaches, we treat every single one important. And we tell that to our kids that whether you're the guy that's on the field starting or whether you're the guy in the dugout, you know, you're just as important as the guy starting. And I give you an example is that, you know, the one of the most important players on the team is the guy that has to catch a bullpen to warm up the pitcher to get into the game. Because mm -hmm. if we don't have a guy that can warm up the pitcher for getting in the game, guess what? We don't have a pitcher, you know. And so as coaches, we, we, we try our best that to make those kids feel special, that, hey, and that we appreciate them, that even the littlest thing, if they're warming up the outfielder or they're not starting, that we always want them to feel like they're just as important as everybody else. Wow, that's a great message. Um, <clears throat> we need more positive coaches like you. Uh, I know Positive Coach Alliance is, yes, is something it's very... a great organization. It's a great organization, and more coaches and parents need to understand their their roles when it comes to sports. We've seen some ugly things happen, yeah. uh, not only in baseball, Little League, uh, not here. Well, we have had our, we've had our moments mm -hmm. uh, here in Hawaii as well, but just in every sport, every, every extracurricular activity. Yeah. You know, we want what's best for our child, but sometimes what's best for our child is not necessarily what we think. Um, 
Closing thoughts, uh, you know, for you, what, what's next? Number number <laughs> number three. Uh, I mean, uh, reload, re re. What how, what's next for you and, and your team and your staff rather? So you know, this is actually the first time. You know, normally when I come back from a, a, a tournament, you know, whether it's this Fortune of the World Series or anything, you know, we always have another team set up. You know, for us. And we normally try to get it from a, the, the, at the nine, 10 year old level so that we can have a few years with them. And hopefully, you know, when they 12 make a run, you know, whether it's Little League, Cal Ripken or any other tournament for that matter. We, we kind of like me and my brother and Willis, we're kind of not knowing what to do, uh, you know. So definitely anyone out there, if you have a son <laughs> that wants to play in Honolulu Little League or lives in the Honolulu area, you know, you can always hook me up, <laughs> you know, but, um, but definitely, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to coach, but I'm more so than me trying to go back to um, Williamsport and coach a team. I'm, you know, I'm hoping and praying that there's someone else, you know, hopefully it's from Honolulu Little League. You know, I've been, sp- I've been speaking to Matt Apana, you know, mm-hmm. former UH baseball player. He has a, I think his son is 10 this year, or mm-hmm. like, uh, but, you know, great guy that I'm telling him, hey, you know, make a run. <laughs> you know, I'd be more than happy to support. And I also have... You know, Shane Butcher, uh, Frank Butcher, uh, they're the, uh, the Butcher family from Hawaii Kai side, but they coach at St. Louis High School too, and their kids are, you know, coming up in age. So instead of me coaching the teams, I really w- want another parent or another coach for that matter to get that opportunity. I think uh, us going twice, you know, I don't want to be selfish, and I think, again, it's more important that we help others, you know, and whether it be from someone from Honolulu or from Maui, Kauai, Waipio, or, you know, Kailo, wherever, you know, I just hope and pray that, you know, another coach has that, you know, is able to do what we were able to do. Yeah, yeah, we play good baseball here. Oh, and yeah. it starts right now at, at the level. I mean, they asked Shane Victorino, why, why do Hawaii baseball players do so well? Good coaching early on. Yeah. And, um, you know, after that, they start believing in themselves and look out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, enjoy the parade today. You know, um, you're going to be celebrated across. Uh, the celebration will continue, no doubt. I hope you get a chance to decompress and really soak it up, Coach, because what you folks did this year was awfully special. I mean, beating Cur- a very good Curacao team, re- whether they had their ace on the hill or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, to shut down their bats and everything else, but really just a dominating performance. And at the same time, the whole time, class mm-hmm. and respect. So you guys represented well. No, but thank you, Armand, for this. And on behalf of, like I said this many times, on behalf of the parents and coaches and um, players of Honolulu Lily, just big mahalo to everyone for the support. And, you know, we did our best to make everybody proud from Hawaii. You did a great job. And you know what? Today's going to be a great day. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Mahalo Nui for joining us, folks. Join us next week for another episode of What School You Went. Until then, I'll be What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimana Garner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.